It's the last episode in our tale of two women today on Search for Truth. This is your Bible teaching program with Brian Johnston. This time our study looks at Madam Folly and Dame Wisdom in what we would call today their work ethic. In other words, how they display common sense in their attitude to making a living. It's called common sense in today's parlance, but the book of Proverbs would indicate that when applied to Madame Follies of today, it's often not as common as it should be. There are numerous references to scripture embodied in the text of Brian's study, so you'd do well to send for the free book for this series to check them out. I'll be telling you how to send for one after Brian's talk. So, now let's go to Brian and see what the Bible has to teach us about effectual, efficient and successful living. Thanks, John. As you say, we are currently exploring five areas of our lives to which the expression lacking sense is attached in the book of Proverbs. Already, we've seen it's to do with facing seduction. As in Proverbs 9 and verse 16, Whoever is naive, let him turn in here. And to him who lacks understanding, she says, stolen water is sweet. Perhaps you'll recall that those were the words of Madame Folly, tempting the unwary down the deadly path towards the thrill of an adulterous affair. Her siren call was matched by the counteroffer from Dame Wisdom. Whoever is naive, let him turn in here. To him who lacks understanding, she says, forsake your folly and live and proceed in the way of understanding. We've dealt with the topic that's referred to there, the topic of seduction by flirting, and with stumbling in fluency, and selection of friends, as well as stewardship of finances, all areas where the words lacking sense crop up. So now I want us to turn to yet another one, and that's stunting of fruitfulness, or in other words, failing to fulfil our purpose. Dame Wisdom, the other woman, promotes diligence, a work ethic, the getting of things done, all while being earnest for what's right. Here's a typical warning she would give to those lacking sense. It's from Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 30. I passed by the field of the sluggard and by the vineyard of the man lacking sense, and behold... It was completely overgrown with thistles. Its surface was covered with nettles, and its stone wall was broken down. When I saw, I reflected upon it. I looked and received instruction. The book of Proverbs has so much to teach us about diligence. Each chapter contains a practical manual with proverbs relating to diligence showing the difference between missing the mark and achieving the goal. For instance, Solomon writes, Go to the ant, O sluggard, observe her ways and be wise, which having no chief, officer or ruler, prepares her food in the summer and gathers her provision in the harvest. How long will you lie down, O sluggard? When will you arise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, your poverty will come in like a vagabond. God compares the ant and the sluggard to show us the contrast between diligence and laziness. Sometimes we want to achieve our goals without working hard, 
without making the necessary effort. But achievement requires hard work, preparing ourselves for the tasks that lie ahead. We read, Poor is he who works with a negligent hand, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. That was from Proverbs 10 and verse 4. A negligent hand is a lazy hand, an inactive hand. Such a hand leads to poverty. If you lead your life with slackness, you are headed for poverty. On the contrary, if you are diligent, if you firmly pursue your tasks, you enrich yourself. How do we measure up, I wonder? Do we easily abandon a project because we find it difficult? We read, He who gathers in summer is a son who acts wisely, but he who sleeps in harvest is a son who acts shamefully. Again from Proverbs 10, verse 5. If a farmer were not to sow a field at the right season, he'd have nothing to harvest. We might have brilliant ideas, but they'll fail if we don't apply them the right way and at the right time. This type of advice runs through the whole book of Proverbs. Obviously, God considers it vital information for us, always remembering that ultimate success is accomplishing his will for our lives. That, for sure, takes wisdom. Turning now to chapter 12 of Proverbs, we read in verse 27, A lazy man does not roast his prey, but the precious possession of a man is diligence. What good is it to go hunting or fishing if we don't follow through to prepare what we catch? We need to work to finish what we begin. That's what diligence helps us to do. Notice how it's described as a precious possession. It's such a valuable life skill, capable of being set apart for God's service. Although at the most basic level, it's this work ethic that puts food on our table in one way or another. Listen to Proverbs 16. A worker's appetite works for him, for his hunger urges him on. We all need to eat to survive, and so we must work. Then Proverbs 13 and 4 says, The soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing, but the soul of the diligent is made fat. You know, some people complain about their situation. They justify their idleness by talking about what they don't have instead of making the most of what they do have and working hard to gain what they lack. Often, failure is not caused by scarcity of talents, but by laziness. We want to have more, but we do less. Fight against laziness. Follow God's instructions. Don't make excuses. Don't blame others for your problems, and God will make a way for you. Most people who fail to reach their goals talk much, but they don't do much. We read, in all labour there is profit, but mere talk leads to poverty. That's from Proverbs 14 and verse 23. Ideas are no good unless they're acted upon. It's diligent people who get results. The sluggard, or lazy man, says, There is a lion outside. I will be killed in the streets. That's Proverbs 22 and verse 13. Now, if that excuse seems ridiculous, perhaps we should reflect on a few of the excuses we make for not doing things and for not progressing in life.
The sluggard, or again the lazy man, is wiser in his own eyes than seven men who can give a discreet answer. Proverbs 26.16 We all have our reasons for being lazy, and naturally those excuses seem reasonable to us. Does this quoted behaviour apply to us? Am I someone who simply never gets around to it? We usually find it easy to notice such behaviour in others, but maybe we deny it in ourselves. You probably have your own opinions on many subjects. Most individuals think that they're right, or at very least more right than their neighbours. Do not love sleep, or you will become poor, Proverbs 20 and verse 13 says. Laziness casts into a deep sleep, and an idle man will suffer hunger, Proverbs 19 and 15. The Bible often repeats the same principles in different ways, because we all learn differently. If you waste your time, if you're negligent, if you have a habit of staying in bed, all these are different ways of talking up laziness, but with the reminder if you do these things, if that's what you're like, then your efforts won't produce the desired results. The plans of the diligent lead surely to advantage, but everyone who is hasty comes surely to poverty. Proverbs 21 verse 5 Think and plan ahead before you act. Don't be in too much of a hurry to see results. You know what they say, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Avoid shortcuts. Concentrate on the task at hand. Steal yourself to overcome setbacks because they will inevitably come. If you are slack in the day of distress, your strength is limited, Proverbs 24 and 10 reminds us. Most people abandon their projects when they come up against problems. Ideally, we should be more courageous and more persevering when we experience those setbacks. Proverbs 18 and 9 says, He who is slack in his work is brother to him who destroys. Slothfulness leads to failure and destruction. Failure is often due to laziness, physical, mental or even spiritual laziness. Being diligent is part of our calling as Christians. The Bible reveals these fundamental truths so that we are without excuse for failure to achieve our goal and fulfil the purpose we were born to achieve.
the free transcript book is available to accompany these talks and a copy can be yours if you send us your request by post or email and we'd also be pleased to hear any comments or questions you might have. The talk you've heard today is also available to download via the internet in audio or text format. Now, if you'd like a copy of the book for this series, just ask for The Tale of Two Women. You can do this, as I say, by email, or you can do it by post. So I give you both addresses. Search for Truth, Hayes Press, The Barn, Flaxlands, Royal Wotton Bassett, Swindon, SN48DYUK. And the email address is sft at churchesofgod.info. Now, you may also be interested to know that you can listen again to many of these broadcasts off-air by audio podcast or MP3 versions. If you go online to www.searchfortruth.podbean.com, you can browse the list of previous talks, which you'll see has been sorted into categories, so it'll help you to find what you're looking for. So, I hope you enjoyed this series of talks. If you've been following the last five weeks and you've been encouraged, then please let us know. I'd be delighted if you can join me again next week as well. For the whole of December, we follow a seasonal theme leading up to Christmas and New Year with four programmes. And in the meantime, it's goodbye for now and very best wishes from our Bible teacher Brian, our producer David, our singer and me, John. So see you again soon and may God richly bless you.